0: So in today's gospel we hear the genealogy of the Lord. I remember as a seminarian, uh, I did my seminary training in Rome, so we used to have to do all of our readings in Italian. So I remember as a deacon having to read that once or twice as a deacon, uh, that would um, provoke somewhat um, cold sweat basically. Uh, So there you go. The genealogies. My sister Maria, she has a little decoration-y type thing. It's a heart, right? It's a heart kind of thing. It's hanging on the back of her door in what was her room in our house at home. And um, it says, my family tree is full of nuts. <laughs> and my family tree is full of nuts. And when it comes to the family tree of Jesus, uh, it's, it's no different. It's no different. Uh, not only is, is it full of people who were flawed, uh, there's all sorts of... Craziness in in Jesus' family tree. Uh, so many of the, the I mean, like, basically what we have here, like, is, is, it's a summary of the Old Testament. So obviously, we can't go into every character here. Uh, but there's 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 so much wrong with Jesus' family tree. Uh, just I'll just pick one or two. But Manasseh, right, the father of Ammon, back here. Uh, so he was king of Israel. <coughs> Went off the rails completely, though. Uh, fell into, <clears throat> fell head over heels into idolatry, worshiping the uh, sun and stars, and even sacrificed some of his own children to them. Uh, he did. He offered uh, sacrifice to these various other gods in the temple, in the temple, not just privately. That would have been bad, but in the actual temple, you know, reserved for the God of Israel. You know, uh, just craziness. He gets deported. Babylon and it's it's just it's so it's so interesting like scriptures it's full of it's full of surprises Uh, but while in Babylon so he's like they they got deported due to their infidelity they were warned they were warned if you will be my people I will be your God but if you don't want to be my people then you don't have my protection either so they were warned over and over again and uh, Manasseh didn't pay any heed to the prophets whatsoever And so they were deported. And he's on death row, basically, in Babylon, during his deportation. And he makes this prayer. We read it in (coughs) the second (coughs) book of Chronicles. In his distress, King Manasseh sought the favor of the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. And so they were deported to to, to Babylon, but they're able to actually return under Manasseh. And when they do, uh, Manasseh then starts this this, uh, renewal or revival of the faith, casting out all of the Knocking down all of the pagan altars that had been built, and tries to renew the faith there. But like, it's just very interesting, like that. One of the descendants of Manasseh is Jesus. So we have this this character who, far less than ideal, uh, in Jesus' family tree. You think of David, uh, and again, scripture. It's not trying to hide the situation at all. Um, David, who. At the time of the year, as scripture tells us, at the time of the year when kings would normally go out campaigning, so at the time of the year when kings would normally go to war, what's David doing? He decides to hang around at home and kind of do nothing. So he's wandering around his palace. And while wandering around his palace, not doing what he should have been doing, uh, he sees this beautiful lady bathing on the roof, becomes fascinated by her, has one of his servants send for her. She comes, and uh, lo and behold, uh, he... Indulges in his passions and she ends up pregnant with Bathsheba. So she's married, of course, and her husband was off doing what he was supposed to be doing as a soldier, out fighting. So David then, to cover his tracks, uh, invites Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, home, gets him drunk and tells him to go home to his wife and uh, so on. Uh, but he says, no, how can I go home to my wife? Uh, when my brothers are out on the battlefield dying. So he sleeps outside, outside his home place. David says, well, this is, I'm going to get caught when when Uriah discovers she's pregnant and it's not him. uh, The truth will eventually come to, to the fore. So what we'll do is we'll send them out to battle and then I'll command all of the fellow soldiers around him to draw back, leave Uriah in the front lines all on his own, which, of course, happened and Uriah was killed. So... David is an adulterer and a murderer, and from him comes Jesus. Eventually, down the line, like Jesus' family tree is anything but ideal. Here, it's anything but perfect. We have um, then so David, father Solomon, Solomon followed, uh, father's Rehoboam. Rehoboam splits the kingdom, so he's so hard on the people, enforcing slavery, as as did Solomon, by the way. Uh, enforcing slavery and all sorts of pagan worship Solomon himself actually uh, Rehoboam's father fell into idolatry uh, big time at the end of his life Rehoboam then is so demanding of the people that the kingdom is split in two Judah down south Israel up north and the kingdom never recovers never the northern kingdom is eventually invaded and annihilated and the southern kingdom is, is invaded like the, the, these, these people are far less than ideal, you know. And yet, you know, you, you, you come across all these fairly unfamiliar names. <clears throat> Mathen and the father of Jacob. And Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called Christ, who is called the Anointed One. And this, when we're thinking about this as well, and, and Jesus family tree and the imperfection of Jesus family tree this is kind of consoling for me to think of our church right which again when you look at its history there are some amazing saints there are some fantastically selfless uh, martyrs missionaries family moms and dads just wonderful people and there are some characters who are just completely off the wall uh, and Obviously, our tabloid nature loves a good old scandal. So, we love the stories of the Borgias and, and, and all those kind of crazy, uh, all that craziness back in the Middle Ages. And some of it may, be, may well be exaggerated, but look, there's a, sh- a shared truth in it as well. There's no doubt that things were not ideal. And that uh, even some popes, not in their teaching, not in, the, not in the teaching of the church, but in their behavior, got things wrong. Absolutely. So, this is, our, this is our family. And our family tree is full of nuts. Our family tree is it's, it's full of people who, who were not perfect. And our church to this day is full of people who are sinners, just like you and I. And yet this is our family. This is our family. And the Lord works through it. And the Lord works miracles through it. And the Lord has entrusted the treasures of his grace to the church to be distributed throughout the world. So it's it's, it's an amazing responsibility put into fairly fragile hands, you know. We are but jars of clay. And yet, chosen nonetheless. Chosen nonetheless. So we ask the Lord today. Imperfect as we are that we may do what the Lord is asking of us today for the realization and building up of his kingdom. We ask that as we prepare now for the coming of the Lord at Christmas, that despite our mistakes, we might turn back to the Lord as Manasseh did, repenting humbly of his shortcomings. And so even though entirely undeserved, he gets his kingdom back. We pray that we too, despite our sins and shortcomings, that we may discover the kingdom of the Lord within our hearts. Amen.